Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Uh, There aren't very many movies that make me cry. Caitlin, you probably know this. That I don't, I'm just, I don't know. There's I'm not, not a, a lot of things in life that make you cry. <laughs> I'm not a crier, I don't know. Uh, but one movie, and nearly any time I watch it, doesn't matter how often I've seen it, it gets me. It just pulls at my heartstrings. Can I just take a guess? Yeah. What is it? Field of Dreams? Well, that is one. That's Wait, haven't one you of, gotten emotional in that? Yes, I still do. When Doc walks over the gravel onto the dirt and he becomes the Doc again. And if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, he, but I wasn't right. And he can't go back. Oh, that gets me. Uh, no, you weren't right. The other one is another one. We play this game a lot. What's your top five favorite movies of all time? You know, my, my dad, we love to do that kind of stuff. He's like, what are your top three war movies of all time? Uh, but this, so Field of Dreams is for sure in my top five. But my other one is The Patriot. Which oh, is, yeah. I mean, all-time classic. But it's a classic. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. It's long, but it's really good. But there's a specific scene where... You're not um, going to be able to go see it anywhere, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> go see it. Rent it. Just, I don't uh, even watch know. watch it on Go Netflix. get it from Blockbuster. Go pick it up from the store. Um, but there's a scene where the main character, who is Mel Gibson, his youngest daughter is very cute, very sweet little girl, but he has gone away now to fight in the war, and she's mad. She's upset with him, and she's probably like four, I don't know, three in this movie at this time. And she's she's bitter, okay, which is what we're talking about today, but she's just upset at him because he's left their family. And he comes back to visit, and she will not talk to him. She's given him the silent treatment, won't say a word to him. He's sad about it because he hasn't seen her, and now he's going back off to war, and he could die, but she won't talk to him. And the scene is he's riding off with Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Heath Ledger, but he's riding off with Heath Ledger, who's his older son, and they're going back to war. And before he gets far enough away, the, the camera pans over to this cute little girl, and her eyes are welling up. Oh, it's like the child? Yes, and she, like, yells, Papa! Like, she finally wants to talk to him. I she runs about after, this. and literally, I'm just a... I'm just a mess. Oh, like, was just... that like before he became a dad or just after? <laughs> it's before, which is even weirder. But if I saw the movie now, I haven't seen it in a while. If I saw it now, I would, I, yeah, it gets me. Yeah, I haven't time. seen it in a long time. It's just amazing. It's and then one. she's like, I'll say anything. I'll say whatever you want because she wants them to stay. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's so sad. It's just the best. Oh, everyone go watch it. Oh. Anyway, uh, but we're not talking about, well, we are talking about bitterness today. And I don't know why, but I thought about that story and it's that scene because it's just a great scene. But uh, her bitterness caused her to not talk to her father, which is wrong. But uh, we are in for our Zoom Bible studies on Tuesday nights. We now do them all on Tuesday nights instead of Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So uh, everyone, guys and girls combined, uh, it's scary for some of the guys to have the girls in there. And it's intimidating for some of the girls to have all the guys in there, but it's fun. And we just started Ruth. And the first chapter of Ruth is really a lot about tragedy and bitterness. So, Caitlin, to put you on the spot, talking about bitterness, have you ever been bitter at me? you ever been bitter towards me, Caitlin? Many a times. Oh, gosh, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> tell the deets. I feel like bitterness is also 
a form of like passive aggressiveness. Would you agree? <laughs> I mean, it can be, yeah. Because you're usually like bitter about something which causes you to be passive aggressive. It's like resentment towards somebody when they've wronged you. And it's definitely not a healthy way to process your emotions. I think it's a natural way to process our emotions. Um, it's, it's feelings that I'm sure we've all experienced before when we feel like we've been wronged or been treated unfairly. Is that a word? Um, Yes. We've been treated unfairly. Yeah. And so obviously we've been through seasons where I get bitter about something and it's usually dumb things that just like, (laughs) I don't know that I nag you about or just like repeated habits or anything like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we've, we've been through seasons of bitterness and friendships and relationships with family, with, um, seasons past. I mean, it's, it's very, it's something that might be hard for some people to talk about because it makes you feel a little uncomfortable to share about those times, but, um, we've all experienced it. Yeah. I would say you just said this, that we don't want to talk about it. Bitterness and pride really go hand in hand. And I feel like, our, the more we hold on to bitterness, it's because we're being prideful. Let go of that. Like if you, you don't want to talk about it because you probably know you're wrong. Not not you're wrong like someone, you know, like, I don't know, shorthanded you or someone, uh, you know, you're, you're feeling this resentment towards someone and it's valid, but now you're holding on to it for so long. Now you're in the wrong because you, you have held on to this. And the opposite of bitterness is forgiveness. And so for you to hold on to the bitterness is you refusing to forgive someone for doing something to you. So now you're in the wrong. So it's one of those deals where your your anger or your inability to get over the hurt that someone has caused you has now formed this bitterness. And it's just not healthy. It's not a healthy thing for you to have in your heart. It's not a healthy thing to, to hang over you. A lot of times you think, uh, I'll just forget them, you know, or like, I'll just write them off or I'll write whatever is happening. I'll just forget it, uh, and let it go. Well, you you can't like, it's, it's not something that it's just going to fade away. It's not something you're going to sweep under the rug because bitterness does not desire to be swept under the rug. It desires to just nag at you and eat away at you. And that's why we have to forgive those people. And I think you mentioned pride. I think it's a big indicator in being able to identify being bitter in the first place. So I, I guess um, just to unpack it a little bit, what are some different character traits or things that we can be aware of in our own lives to kind of identify the bitterness, I think um, is important to talk through because I think sometimes it takes you a long time to really even get to the point of being able to say, I've, I'm bitter. I've grown like resentful towards this person. And what does that even look like? You might even be listening right now and think, oh, I'm, I'm not bitter about anything. Okay, well, let's like look at a couple of things and just like try to walk through like for us, I guess, in previous seasons or ex- just life experience in general yeah. with, with this emotion. What are like some indicators to you that you have bitterness growing? And I would say rooted in your heart really is where it uh, takes root. Right. I would say your first thought. What is your first thought towards that person or that thing? Whatever it is that you're that you may have bitterness towards, what's your first thought? If someone asks you about that person or that person's name comes up, the first thing that goes in your head, if it's negativity, if it's anger, if it's like just this uncomfortable feeling, you probably have some bitterness in your heart that you still need to work through. Um, and that is difficult because I think that 
and again, we've we've experienced this before, but I think that when you work to a place of forgiveness, what you want to happen is for everything on the back end to just return to normal, you know, just to go back to the way it was or whatever. And that may not be the case. Like that, there may be some pain and some trauma and some hurt there, so much so that even after you work through the forgiveness part, you still have these these feelings. And I would say that that's okay for a, for a while. Like it takes time to heal from some things, but I think that you don't, you don't stop when it comes to bitterness in your heart. You don't stop with the forgiveness. You continue, you know, seeking scripture about it. You continue praying through it. You continue working on being honest. If it's with someone, I think, and we'll talk about this in a second. I think you can have bitterness towards someone or like an organization or, uh, you know, a thing like not necessarily towards just a person. It could be towards uh, something bigger than that, like a, a business, a job that you had, a a church that you went to that maybe you felt like you got hurt and now you have bitterness towards that entire church. Or um, So, but I, I think that once you work towards forgiveness and get there, you need to continue working on that and be open and honest and vulnerable with the person that you had the bitterness towards. Be like, hey, I'm just working through this. Like, I'm glad we're on the back end and I'm totally forgive you for this, but now there's some there's some time that needs to work out this bitterness. Because I always say you, I joke with you, like you can cry at the drop of a hat, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've sure heard can. we've heard that I'm I'm not that way, uh, and so we always laugh about how like our emotions are not a light switch. Like you can't just turn them on and off. They take they take time, you know. Sometimes and bitterness bitterness pulls a lot of different emotions mm-hmm. for sure. So you you had mentioned too, like your first thought. I like that, and I I think in my head too, I, gossip really comes to mind mm-hmm. when you sit in a circle with people and it, negative words come out of your mouth about somebody else. There's bitterness there. You know, you're trying yes. to put somebody else True. down in an effort to make you feel better about something. You know, so I would right. I would think about those conversations that you have with other people. Who are you not speaking kindly about to somebody else? And um, I also think with forgiveness comes, you know, there's a level of freedom that comes with forgiveness. I know it takes time to like heal from those emotional wounds and maybe trauma or whatever has happened in your life. But forgiveness should, once you have forgiven somebody, you should feel a sense of freedom and relief. And that doesn't mean that you still won't be sad about this or that or um, have some triggers or things that pop up every now and then. But if you've truly forgiven them and then there should be some freedom there. And so you shouldn't feel those bitterness, like that bitterness, like in your heart. And I think for me, bitterness in my heart, just like it kind of feels suffocating because you feel wrong for feeling those feelings, but you also feel justified because this person has wronged you in some kind of way, whether it's true or not, you feel that way. And so that is valid. And I think, um, it can be really hard to let go of that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Now that we're talking it out, how many different things bitterness triggers that's just not good for you. We talked about pride. You're right. Like bitterness doesn't want to talk about things. It doesn't want to be open about it. Or on the on the flip side, it wants to share and spread a lot of negativity about someone. Uh, and so it can create that, that form of gossip and just not very healthy talk. Uh, I mentioned like you can be bitter towards organization or toward church. Um, I'm, I'm going to use this example as like a kind of a, in a joking way because we, we joke around with him, but our, our good friend here, uh, David Lukowitz, who's a pastor of the bridge church. We laugh at him when we first moved here. We said something about Chick-fil-A or something and he was like, I'm not going there. And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah. And then his wife, Delina was like, oh yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like the Chick-fil-A here or something. And it was like, 
four years ago, you know, the the manager or something did something that, you know, he got an order wrong or didn't put a sauce in his packet or, you know, or in his bag or whatever. And so it was like this joking, you know, bitterness towards Chick-fil-A, which now they go to Chick-fil-A and they're fine with it. But uh, we, I feel like we can get that way. And I, I think probably the thing that is more, um, more current or more like, I think the thing that is more relevant to us is church hurt. Like we hear a lot of times people will say they have church hurt and it's like most of the time it's the silliest stuff. Like it's just stuff that's just not really that big of a deal. And, but we let these, these one time occurrences or this one thing happen, or maybe one person in the church that may be on staff or represented the church says something the wrong way to you, or you sit in the same spot every Sunday and all of a sudden this other person sat there. It's always just silly stuff. And now our view or our feeling towards that organization or church has completely changed because of that one thing. Like it's just, it's our inability to just get over stuff like that. And one of the things that we always like to say is the more that the world is about you, then the more that you're going to let this stuff eat at you, like you're going to let this and bitterness is going to just hold on and just eat away at you because it's just about what you deserve or what you want. And it's just really not about us. Like right. it's, and that's where forgiveness comes in. When you think the stuff is about you and what you deserve and what you earned, it's going to be really hard for you to forgive other people because, you know, we, we want, we need to forgive as Jesus forgave and still forgives us. But it's hard for us to do that when we're just thinking about ourselves the whole time. Yeah, and although valid emotion, bitterness is very self-focused, and yes, um, I think there's a ripple effect with bitter bitterness too. Like, it, if I'm bitter about something and I'm like pouring my heart out to you about it, and I mean, just you're my husband, that would be a natural thing to do. Like, it's only going to be natural for you to want to feel bitter towards that thing you know, organization, person, whatever that is as well. And so I think you're not just hurting yourself, but you're causing other people to have these um, false perceptions of people that haven't experienced the same thing you've experienced. And so we can really become unwise in our judgment, I think, in those like places of feeling bitterness. And so what, what would you say, I guess, in those seasons for you, how do you kind of dig yourself out of that? And what are some steps you took to really say like, no more, I don't want this to have a hold on me. Yeah. for sure is is that working through and understanding that forgiveness is not just a immediate thing. Like you have to work up to it. You have to pray through it. You have to ask God to help you get there. All of that. Like there may be some people that have really hurt you and some of you have deep, you know, deep pain uh, from other people. And if that's the case, like really sorry that you're going through that, but you have to work. You have to work to get to a place where you can forgive. Uh, we have a good friend, Joel Roland, lives in Colorado, and he can. T- oh, we're gonna have him on to tell the story. It's an amazing story. But um, his parents were in a bad car accident when he was sixteen or seventeen, I think, somewhere around there. Uh, and it was a, a drunk driver, and both of his parents were killed in a car accident. And over time, obviously, your your immediate feeling is tra- is you know tragedy and sadness, but then it's also anger that someone else has caused this. And we've all been there. You know, a year ago, we had a car accident with a drunk driver, and so you just you feel this anger towards them because it was their fault. They made a terrible decision, and now you're paying for it. And um, 
you know, with Joel's story, like he worked to a place where he would visit the person that did it. That person was in prison and he would visit them uh, and got to know them and like told him he forgave them and like shared Jesus with them. It's a really, really cool story. So I'm not going to go into that right now because he'll do a way better job telling it than I would. But uh, we just, no matter how deep the pain is, you have to understand there, there's no way, there's no excuse. There's no other answer other than you have to forgive. So work, work towards that. Um, and then I think it's just um, praying for, I think of the, the Psalm, I think it's like a Psalms, uh, verse in Psalms that says, um, the, the, the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart bless your name. And if, if that's what we want, then the thoughts towards God's creation, his people, his children, we have to, it has to be thoughts about those people that please him. And so our, not the things that we say out loud, because we can fake that all day long, but the thoughts that we have towards someone need to be something that would please the Lord. And so, Man, pray through how you feel about someone. You don't have forgiveness. Doesn't mean that you have to be their best friend, or that you have to trust them, or that you have to like all of a sudden get everything right back to normal. Forgiveness and then removing that bitterness just means that when you look at them, talk about them, think about them, the thoughts and the words that you say towards them please the Lord. And that's not easy. None of this is easy, but it's it's not. Uh, it's not a uh, debate. <laughs> it's something that we have to do. We have to remove that. And if you're sitting there and you're just like, man, you know who we're talking about. There's someone in your life, you hear us talking about bitterness, and you're like, yep, I know who I have bitter bitter feelings towards or that I'm harboring bitterness in my heart towards. And the challenge is, you know, maybe you need to have a conversation with them, but your first step for sure is praying through it. God, help me. That This is a hard thing for me. I need your help in getting to a place where I can forgive this person and then start working towards having conversations about it. I'm not good at confronting. I'm Enneagram 9, and so I like to be the peacemaker. I don't like having confrontation, but you can't let bitterness hold you over because it's going gonna, it's gonna to eat away at all. It's like um, it's like rust on metal. You know, it just continues eating until things just finally start breaking away, and uh, you have to get to where you can, you can get there. I think the exciting part, though, of dealing with it um, is that on the other side of it is growth. And we've seen that too. And, and it, it causes this chain reaction as well of you've handled it, you've dealt with it, you've moved on. And so when this happens again, because it's going to, it's going to continuously happen in our life, you have a better idea of how to handle it, how to work through it, how to process it, how to speak to somebody, how to, you know, go through a conflict or whatever and come out on the other side of it and know that it's okay. Like it's just part of handling life and handling relationships and, um, honoring the Lord through those relationships and becoming more like Christ. It's just part of that. And so, um, if that's you today, we just, we hope that this encourages you to handle that bitterness, um, to, to walk through it, to get to the root of it, to figure out how you can move past it and, um, just go after forgiveness and that. And so you'll see the freedom on the other end, but thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to next week. Hey, thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.